Thank you for listening to this Miller Time Media Podcast. This interview took place during our Miller Time Live radio program. For information on the program, you can visit our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. You can also find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms by searching Miller Time Media. If you do not find us on your favorite podcast platform, not to fear, just send us an email and we'll get it done for you, Radio at outlook.com. Thank you and enjoy. Sadie, I think I've got him on the line now. Professor Emeritus from Vitz. Uh, He is an astronomer, highly sought after inspirational speaker, has devoted over 40 years to encouraging audiences around the globe to always look up and to never give up. He speaks from the heart, sharing in-depth lessons from his world of research, world-renowned astronomer, researcher, and uh, speaker, and all-around nice guy, Professor Emeritus. Professor David Block, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hello. I'm looking up, and how are you doing? Uh, hailing frequencies are open, sir. <laughs> good, 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 good. So, listen, uh, we uh, I, I've been anxious to talk to you, and you've been very much in demand, so I'm glad to get yes. a chance to talk to you now, because yes. indeed we've witnessed historical things this past weekend. We chatted, of course... Uh, Lissady and I chatted to you at the the, the launch of uh, Dragon, mm. um, yeah. which they uh, they dubbed Endeavor after the first space shuttle. Each of them, uh, I'm of course talking about Doug uh, Hurley and Bob Behnken, flew their first missions on. Uh, but now yeah. they've returned. And uh, tell us what 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 were, what were your thoughts when you were watching the splashdown? Well, I think that. It's a completely new era mm. uh, which has been heralded in, and that is the era of sort of um, uh, making space travel. The long-term goal is to make sp- uh, space travel accessible mm. to uh, civilians who are not necessarily astronauts, just you know, you and me who might not be trained as astronauts. And the reason I say that is when I watched the splashdown, it really was quite awesome to see that the whole module uh, was captured for reuse. Yes. Uh, in other words, the uh, the next uh, mission into space will use exactly that same uh, that same uh, spacecraft, that same module. Now, that of course is an utter first. I mean, with the Apollo missions, when they splashed down, that was it. You know, when yeah. Apollo Eleven splashed down. Nothing was reusable. Everything mm. had to start from scratch. Mm. Uh, this is unique, you know, to see two astronauts come out of um, the module and then it can be reused on a future shuttle. I was really uh, highly uh, tickled pink by this, highly amused. Mm. And, and the fact that uh, I, I, I'm sure that you know by now, if you've seen the reports and the interview that they gave, I don't know if it was Tuesday or Monday or Wednesday, whatever yes. day that NASA yes. had the press yes. conference, when they're talking yes. about how they're using the satellite phone inside the capsule as they're floating around, calling mission control and saying, hi, it's Bob and Doug, <laughs> we're in the ocean, and then this, the person uh-huh. on the other end saying, yes, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, you know, I mean, I think another... 
facet of the uh, entire mission, which was such fun to me, is that when uh, Apollo 11 went to the moon, and I just remember that so well, we didn't have the technology that we have now to almost have a bird's eye view wherever mm, they were. That's I mean, true. I mean, the moment, you know, as, as Falcon was taking them off, it felt as if we were actually sitting next to them because you could see mm-hmm. Bob and Doug folding their hands mm. um, when they docked. I just felt as if I was in an IMAX theater, Dustin. Yeah. It was just amazing. I was part of it. Using... And then coming down again, uh, I think that the yeah. quality, the feedback, the streaming of the lines, the cameras, technology has just in, uh, evolved so much since the Apollo mission. And even with the space shuttles, one yes. never felt, never, as if you were having a bird's eye view. In this case, I didn't know, but I almost, I really enjoyed watching every second because it, I, I felt as if I was part of it even though I wasn't actually in the actual spacecraft. Yeah, you know, the, it, it, it's very interesting you say that because even, I mean, we only at the end of the space shuttle era did we get yes. a, uh, start start to get decent, uh, thank God by that point we did, uh, decent yes. video uh, coverage of it. But you're right, yes. we weren't getting those bird's eye shots from drones no, and from no, airplanes no, no, no. in the 60s and 70s, even in the 1980s or 90s, for that matter. Absolutely not. And I mean, you know, it was just so thrilling to watch their composure, just, you know, 20 seconds before liftoff. The composure of these astronauts is something which will always remain in my memory bank is the way they both just gently cut their hands, hands, Mm. sat back. You know, I I guess I'm more tense in my lounge in case I have a break in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. And and they are just, it's just so smooth. I mean, you know, it's NASA and Elon Musk and, you know, SpaceX all at their best. Another aspect which really interested me is this. Mm. If you look at feedback from mission control, mm. you'll see that the relative age of the people behind the screens is relatively young. Mm-hmm. And I would estimate in their 20s and early 30s. Yes. Now, when people went up with uh, Neil Armstrong when they were up in mission control, uh, you know, I would estimate the average age, if you look back at feedback, around 50 plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very exciting because it tells me that there's a new epoch uh, emerging, a new epoch being born where, you know, we've got extremely bright young minds who are extremely at ease extreme ease behind screens and that really did strike me is if you look at the uh, the, the the feedback from the streaming from mission control uh, there weren't you know hundreds of people as we needed with the apollo missions right. not too many but i mean even the nasa narrators I guess we're about 25 or 28. Um, mm. Am I correct, Justin? Did I think so. I find that that is just so impressive. It very, very much was, and I think you're absolutely right. This is born a new interest in space travel and things that I, I think we lost in the in the late 80s, early 90s. Remember in the early days of the space shuttle, I mean, yes. it was pop culture. Everything was NASA-related. People were wearing NASA hats and yes. T-shirts and things, and, and they would crowd Cape Canaveral uh, just yes. to see a launch, and that certainly never died completely, but it did 
wane. And now I, I, yes. I'm just, I'm very excited for this and, and the, the amount of launches. Now, quickly, um, just as we got a couple of minutes here, I just wanted to touch on something, and maybe this is a conversation for another day, but uh, uh, yes. SpaceX is working on something very, uh, very different in, in complete contrast to the Dragon systems. Um, in uh, Have you seen, uh, well, what am I asking? Of course you've seen it. You're Professor David Block. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm talking, of course, about Starship. Yes. What are your thoughts on that one? Well, I mean, you know, just we haven't got much time, so I'll just summarize it very quickly. Is mm. that I think the whole idea of making space, whether it's through Starship, other spacecraft, other companies are busy. The whole idea of, I believe, making Mars accessible to all of us in a very short period of time, maybe within the next 10 years or so, yeah. is extremely exciting. And, you know, there are many, there are a few companies, not many, but there are several companies, uh, you know, competitors to uh, SpaceX and so forth. But uh, in general, just to answer a question very briefly, I think that it's a giant, it's a giant leap forward. Uh, all of these future missions really uh, fill me with a degree of ease. That's very mm. interesting. I don't think I felt that degree of ease with the Apollo because there was too, there were too many unknowns. But now, I mean, if I was asked to be a passenger on Starship, wouldn't you come with? I mean, I think it's cool. I am in, Lissady. No question about that. We're we are in. <laughs> so we're in. in. Especially now with all that's happening in the world, there's just too much happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Too much. I think we need to, to get space. out of the COVID world, <laughs> yeah. world Lissady. <laughs> yeah. We need to get out of COVID. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it's a totally new era. And as I say, you almost feel, I mean, I feel, I believe, there's no difference between Bob and Doug sitting in their module and you and I being online with Zoom. I mean, there is really no difference now. Yeah. Everything is virtual. Mm-hmm. Everything is in real time. And it's, it won't always be the way like that. For example, if Starship were to travel far away from the Earth, you've got travel delay times. I mean, if we were going to Mars, for example, you've got to wait a couple of hours. It depends where the spacecraft is. Yeah. But I'm extremely excited that you know, Elon Musk, together with NASA and SpaceX, and some, succeeded in pulling off something remarkable. And yet, to emphasize again, the uh, reusability of a spacecraft. I mean, when you think that that spacecraft came flying into the atmosphere at a speed of around 28,000 kilometers mm. per hour, it, 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 the temperatures, I mean, are boiling. Yeah. It, uh, radio contact is lost for mm. a little while. And it comes down and sure. It's blackened and brown, but it just gets tidied up a little, Mm. and it's ready for the next mission. Come on, this is—it's like filling your car with gas. It's so much easier than the space shuttles, where they had to replace every tile. Absolutely, I think I'm very, very excited. And I think to summarize, a sentence would be Neil Armstrong's sentence: "It's a small step for man, but a giant leap for mankind." And that's the way. I'd like to conclude my thoughts uh, pertaining to SpaceX and Dragon and Endeavor. Thank you, Professor David Block, Professor Emeritus from WITS. Uh, for more information, and he does offer an online astronomy masterclass, you can find that at davidblock.co.za. We'll chat again soon, sir. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a joy being a passenger with you. All right. <laughs> One to beam out.